at the heart of many of our world's problems are broken family relationships. How can we better honor God and make a difference through the way we live today? Find out on today's program. Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor, Joe Kerr, with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View From The Wall. Welcome to A View From The Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs, along with co-host Joseph Kerr, and we are honored to be with you today. Our culture is filled with broken relationships, whether it's divorce or abuse or struggles with parenting. There is no end to the issues we face. Well, joining us today is Ryan Dobson. He and his wife, Laura, are the founders of Rebel Parenting. And Ryan is the son of well-known American family expert, Dr. James Dobson. And Ryan and Laura believe to impact a culture like ours, sometimes you have to start a rebellion. Why? Because marriage is hard and parenting is even harder. Ryan, welcome to today's episode of A View from the Wall. Uh, Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Good to be back on. Definitely glad to have you again. We want to start today with a focus on the concept of family and the importance of family in today's society. For example, the military has many levels of command. There's the company, the battalion, the brigade. And someone said that in spiritual battle, the smallest battle unit is the family. So let's start with that. Why is the family so central to our nation today? Oh my goodness. Great question. It's the foundation of our society. It was the beginning of everything. Our first relationship was man with God. The second relationship was a marital relationship starting with the family. And it is the foundation of all society, all civilizations. And if you look throughout history, if you undermine the family shortly, the civilization will fall. And you can see that all throughout history. Family should be protected and promoted first and foremost in our nations because it is the base, the foundation for everything else that we build on societally. Let me ask an obvious question there then. Well, at least it's obvious to me. If the family is so central and so essential to the effective functioning of society, but we see that the family unit as a nuclear unit and the foundation of our society is under attack from all different directions. Why, if it's so foundational, would they want to jeopardize the very society they want to control? Such an interesting question. And individually, I don't know. Uh, you know, individually, uh, as a group, it's because the family also holds a ton of power. And if you want power, if that's your ultimate goal is absolute power to control everything, then you've got to undermine the family because the family is where it all begins. Uh, if a dad treats his, his wife well, his son and daughter have a role model for how you should treat a spouse well. Uh, if they don't, they don't know how to behave. You know, the, the, the father creates an authority. The parents are authority. It's the first place that you learn to respect authority. If you undermine the family and you don't respect parents, if you don't listen to parents, obey parents, listen to their advice, are you going to listen to a boss or a cop or anybody else? I mean, everything begins there. But if you're looking for power, you must undermine the family because the family is where values are handed down generationally. 
uh, and you can't have absolute power with another entity taking it away. And the family will do that for sure. And we do talk a lot about the external forces that can tear a family apart, but let's look at it from the other perspective. I know in your work with HomeSafe, what are some of the traits that you think best hold the family together today? I'll tell you one of the best is eating dinner together. If you can eat dinner together as a family more than three times a week, it's, it's incredible how you can avoid pitfalls. If you want your kids to avoid drug abuse, alcohol abuse, promiscuity, getting pregnant before they're married, if you'd like them to earn a higher living, uh, have a better quality of life, the more times you can have dinner as a family together, the better all of those things get. I mean, it is amazing what the family has the power to do to make you feel secure, to make you feel safe, to give you purpose, to give you meaning in life, to give you a mantle or a name or a legacy. Family can do so many great things if you support it and promote it. Well, that's interesting because one of the things that have happened during this pandemic is that more and more parents have been forced to homeschool their children, whether they want to or not. And so you see all of these students who are now at home all the time who are usually outside of the home. And this may be having some kind of positive impact on the relationships between parents and their children. What are you seeing? Oh, absolutely. In fact, we started doing shows specifically on how to survive the lockdown you know, for parents, we had a bunch of homeschooling experts come on Rebel Parenting to say, here's some of the basics of homeschooling. Here are you can, here's how you can handle it better. And lots of parents are like, oh, hey, I like my kids. How interesting. Right. You know, they like to be around their kids. I think in the beginning, it was really tough. I really do. I think this pandemic really, really took, you know, knocked people back on their heels a lot. And I think as time has gone on, those families that have turned inward, and by that I mean being more intentional, really trying to see how their spouses, how their wives and husbands are doing, how their kids are doing, what's you know taking place. Those who have tried to give each other more grace and try to get through the season are really getting along as a family better today than they were in the beginning. And they're, you know, I mean, man, we heard so many couples that were like, I'm just not used to being around my spouse all day. You know, I'm just not used to it. And in the beginning, you know, we were just nitpicking our spouses to death and questioning everything they do. And over time, there's been breakdowns and fights and like, why are you picking on me all day? And it's like, I don't know. Why am I picking on you all day? That's really strange, you know? And, and <laughs> we're learning to get along better, closer. And I think that could be good. Right. And I do realize that as people stay together more, they, they start to re to recognize that there's something different just about that proximity with one another that we miss in the busyness of our lives. So there has been an added benefit of this quarantine or this lockdown time that many people have had with family. We want to talk more about that when we come back. So stick with us here on A View from the Wall. From I Am A Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am A Watchman Minute. A watchman is one who is willing to follow God's leading. He will go where God leads him to go, do what God wants him to do, and say what God wants him to say. For Daniel, that meant living in exile most of his life. For the Apostle Paul, that meant stepping down from his position as a Pharisee, a lofty position he had trained his whole life for. 
Too often, we're told that the Christian life should be marked by prosperity and comfort. That's not what the Bible teaches. The truth is, faithfulness and sacrifice go hand in hand. Jesus taught this. Jesus lived this. Are you willing to make real sacrifices in support of the Lord's work? I encourage you to visit the imawatchman.com website for resources that will help you be the faithful servant God wants you to be. Be bold. Be faithful. Be a watchman. imawatchman.com Welcome back to View from the Wall. This is Dylan Burroughs along with Joseph Kerr. And we've been talking today with Ryan Dobson and the foundation of the family and the importance of it still today. But there are many attacks on today's family and one of those comes in the form of media. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But specifically in recent news, you've seen that Netflix has hosted this film called Cuties. And many people don't know what the concern is or the controversy is about it. So we'll let you talk about that, Ryan. Talk about what is the controversy with this film and how dangerous is it for us and for our children? Oh, gracious. This, it's, the film is disturbing. I really have to be honest. It's very, very disturbing. Uh, and you can tell this because mainstream media is saying how disturbing it is. They're, they're trying to be woke. They're trying to be, quote-unquote, progressive and leftist. Uh, it, it, listen, this is USA Today. USA Today is in conservatives. Cuties basically follows a young girl. Uh, it's a French film. She's 11. Just so you understand this, an 11-year-old young girl sees another group of girls dancing. She's from a very conservative home. These girls are clearly not conservative. It's very attractive to her. She joins the group, and this is a quote from USA Today. A series of rebellious moves leads Amy, the protagonist, down a rabbit hole of increasingly bad decisions and increasingly suggestive dance moves, so much so that by the time they get to the big dance-off, audience members, both young and old, are turned off by the whole thing. USA Today is saying, by the time you get to the end, the finale, this thing all these kids, these young, young kids have been working for, there's super short skirts, tight clothing, uber suggestive sexualized moves. By the time you get to the end, it says the whole audience is essentially grossed out and turned off by the whole thing. It's terrible. Terrible. I heard, actually, it was um, Attorney Barr was talking about the fact that some states are planning to sue over this, that it is a federal crime, yep. uh, a felony to distribute, to film or distribute that kind of material, and that just by distributing it, and to be clear, Netflix didn't produce this movie, it's a French movie, but they have it on their network, and it is illegal in many states in this country and many countries to host or post or promote that kind of material. So yeah. what, what do you think they had to gain by being the, the content provider for that kind of a yeah. film? Well, here's what I'll tell you. Uh, there's and, and, and honestly, a lot. And, and I'm going to be super cynical in this. And people are going to go, oh, Ryan. And I go, hey, I'm just going to tell you the facts from my point of view. First and foremost, all press is good press regardless. So Netflix knew, highly controversial, lots of people are going to talk about it. And because of that, more people will pick up Netflix. That one of the case in point, there's a great podcast called Bring Back Bronco about the reintroduction of the Ford Bronco in 2020. And what 
killed off the Bronco in the 90s. Why did they stop making it? And one of the theories was that the O.J. Simpson slow speed chase damaged the Bronco name so badly they had to cancel the Bronco. Having it associated with someone who allegedly murdered his wife, uh, ex-wife, and her boyfriend so damaged the name that they had to kill off the Bronco. And in the podcast, they go to the Ford archives and check it out. The opposite is true. Bronco had a huge spike in sales following the slow speed chase. First and foremost, all press is good press. Netflix knows that. Secondly, this is an ideology that is being preached by leftist progressive Hollywood elites. This is being preached. They think that Christians and conservatives are Pollyanna, too conservative, too right wing, too stuck up, too stuck in the mud, you know, too straight laced. And we need to force this down your throats because we need to change society. Um, you talked about the family and the nuclear family. We're, we have all this controversy around the protests around Black Lives Matter. And people go, Ryan, do Black Lives Matter? And I go, of course. All Black lives definitely matter. All lives matter. And I think specifically Black Lives Matter, sure. But the organization Black Lives Matter is a harmful organization for our country and for black lives, partially because they say the nuclear family, a family that says mom, dad, children is wrong. And they want to rewrite what it means to be a family. And that will be detrimental for history. Well, that's interesting that you put it that way. It's not just the issue of whether black lives matter or not. It's what the movement itself represents. So as Christians, obviously, we consider all people are created in God's image. We would agree with black lives matter. But the organization has values that are the opposite of that, that would promote an agenda that we wouldn't agree with. And that's just one aspect of our culture that we have to deal with. Another that we have to deal with is this idea of sexual explicit material, whether it's in the form of the film Cuties, whether it's in the rampant pornography in our culture today, sexual abuse that's common in our society. Uh, do you think that America's children have been deliberately targeted in this area? And if so, what can we do as parents to help guard our children? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I have the organization HomeSafe at homesafeseminar.com is to protect children from online pornography, from uh, anybody that would harm your child, child predators, child abduction, things like that. And the first thing we tell parents is when you say the word child predator, most parents feel like if you had a lineup of 50 people, you could pick the child predator out. You kind of know what they look like. You get that feeling about them and it's not true. The most likely person to harm your child is someone you know well and trust. And because of that, you have to be vigilant in where you allow your children to go, what you teach them, and how you prepare them for the world. You know, at my household, we do no sleepovers until I'm positive my son or daughter would stop an attack, would call mom and dad, would run from pornography or situations that they would know would compromise them. Until I'm positive they have that ability, that maturity, we don't do sleepovers. We've got filters on our internet. It doesn't, it doesn't slow it down, but we have filters to avoid accidental pornography. We just want to avoid the accidental pornography, but we take great measures 
to protect our children. And I think parents should. There are so many things parents have got to do to protect your kids from the world today. Not to make you paranoid or to make your children paranoid, but to make you prepared. You don't want to scare your kids about the world, but you do need to prepare them for what they'll face out there. Right. And I think what you're emphasizing is the responsibility that we have as parents to guard and protect our children in these areas. It's not for them to figure out themselves. It's not for the public education system to figure out, or even those in our churches. It's our responsibility to protect our children from these types of harm. And when we come back, we'll talk more about this here on A View from the Wall. So stick with us. We'll be right back. The rapture can happen at any time. You may be ready, but are your friends and family spiritually prepared for the coming of the Lord? What will happen to those left behind? We've created a new resource to help you help them. It's called the Rapture Kit. Included in the Rapture Kit is a Bible and vital information on what the rapture is and how to prepare for what's to come. The Rapture Kit also includes eight books on prophecy, apologetics, the Christian walk, and being a watchman for the Lord, plus a number of video and audio teachings, all preloaded on an eight gigabyte flash drive. Become more strategic and active in your witnessing. Warn the lost about the coming rapture and help individuals in the post-rapture world be drawn to Christ, equipping them to become the next generation of ministry leaders. Learn more and order at rapturekit.org. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. This is Dylan and Joe, and we've been talking with Ryan Dobson from Rebel Parenting, and we've had a fascinating discussion so far. But one thing we want to get into in this segment are some of the applications that we should have uh, you see some of the protest movements, for example, that seem to be strongly opposed to the traditional family unit. And you have this media perception that it should be dismantled rather than guarded. But you're saying, Ryan, that we should be protecting our children from material that we believe is questionable. And we are the ones responsible to guard them from harms. Tell us a little bit about the how-to when it comes to this area. Oh, Yeah. Here's the truth. I used to say, you know, rebel parenting, we're not going to put more on your plate. You're already busy. You're already stressed out. We're not going to put more on your plate. I don't know, man. You want to be a good parent? It's going to be hard. You want to be in shape? You got to do things that are different. You want to be exceptional? You have to behave exceptionally. You know, you want to be above average? You can't behave averagely. And that's how it is with parents. So if you're going to give your kid a cell phone, people go, Ryan, how, what age is appropriate for my child to get a cell phone. I don't know. Have you prepared your child for what it means to have a cell phone? There are so many questions that go into that. Do you have a cell phone contract? Go, where do I find one? Google it. Find one that works for you. Google cell phone contract. This is what it means to have the privilege of, of having a cell phone in our home. And one of those things is mom and dad have 24 hours, seven days a week access to your phone, all passwords, no hidden apps. That's just how it is. You know, whatever age you choose, but if they want to have a new app, anytime they want a new app, they have to ask you and it will be annoying. It will take time. It will be frustrating at times. So set those rules. You can't just come to me anytime begging for apps. Let's have a specific time. I need, you know, time because I'm going to have to look at that app before you. 
Your kid wants Instagram. Your kid wants TikTok. Your kid wants Snapchat. Great. Get an account for yourself and browse it for 30 minutes or an hour and decide, is this okay for my child or not? I'm just shocked at how many kids I know have apps that their parents have never looked at one time. I'm like, come on, you got to look at it. Dive into those phones. I don't know how to do that. Figure it out. Be a parent. Um, and then I'm going to give you three, three things that we recommend at HomeSafe and Rebel Parenting <clears throat> that will help you in this journey. The first is the number one porn filtering software available today, and it's provided by CovenantEyes.com. CovenantEyes.com. It's better than every other piece of software available, and I have vetted virtually every single one of them. I have tried all of them. We've spent all we've spent our money buying other filtering software to find out what works and what doesn't. I can tell you uh, covenanteyes.com will work. And uh, let's see, if you use the code rebel, they will give you a free month. That's the first one we use. Uh, the second is Circle Home Plus. It allows you to set time limits on apps on your kids' uh, phones, tablets, and devices and see how much time they spend on that. So you can kind of look at a report card each week, and it says how much time your child has been on TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is they like, um, all those types of things. And you can set bedtimes. You know, my child's supposed to go to bed at 9.45, and so the internet turns off at 9.30, encouraging them to now brush their teeth and get ready for bed. You know, whatever those things are. So that's Circle Home Plus, and the last one we use is called Bark like a dog barking, bark.us will monitor your child's phone for suspicious or nefarious text messages, things like that through apps like Instagram or uh, texting, things like that. So if certain words are coming up, swear words, harmful words come up, it will give you an alert that says, hey, someone might be sending your kid a bad, or your child might have sent something with these words in it. And it just allows parents to be more involved. And those pieces of software will help. You know, my wife is not tech savvy. She can run those pieces of software. And so that's why we promote it all the time. Yes. Yeah, so we come up with a couple of good examples there. And we want to come back to those CovenantEyes.com, the filtering software, Circle Home Plus, and Bark.us. And we'll make sure to have that along with where you're picking up this podcast for your viewing online or listening online. But I do want to mention also, it's not just the content that's pornography or something that's explicit or the, the words that we're worried about. We're also concerned about the people that your children spend time with online, as well as the amount of time people spend online. It was interesting to me when the quarantine first began we have these counters on our phones and one of my kids on their phone they said on average that first week in the lockdown they had spent over six hours a day on their cell phone and I thought oh my goodness what have I done and suddenly we had to make some changes because we realized that we're simply wasting our lives away in front of a small screen instead of doing things that matter so that's one of the issues you also have to keep in mind not just the quality of what's being seen but the quantity of time. But Joe, I want you to jump in here. There's some issues we want to address as far as scripture as well here before we finish. A child's identity is a huge thing. And as a parent, that's one of the most important things we do to build their identity. That's under attack as families from schools all the way up to the Supreme Court have attacked gender 
and that is a part of their identity. Talk about how we protect that as parents and how do we speak into that so we're constantly building it up. Oh, my gracious. Uh, honestly, Joe, isn't it? This is their. It feels crazy saying these things, but have common sense. You don't give children hormones or hormone blockers unless there is an extreme situation that's medically necessary. Good pediatricians, reasonable, wise pediatricians would never, ever recommend hormone blockers or hormone therapy for children. It would never, and you'd never allow it any other way. If you said, my son wants to be a great football player, so we're going to start giving him testosterone at 11. You can't do that. That is against the law. Child Protective Services would come and take your children away. If you're giving your kids steroids to give them a boost in sports, they will take your kids away. If you say, my daughter wants to be a boy, and so we're going to give her horm- you know, testosterone, then it's fine. And it's not fine. It's not okay. We do not know the long-term effects of messing with people's hormones, but it can't be good. I'm not saying a child can't be confused. I'm not saying they don't need therapy. I'm not saying they don't need counseling or someone to talk to. There can be all kinds of issues going on, but you do not do highly invasive, drastically changing hormone therapy to children. You cannot do that. It's just bad for children. Regardless of if you believe in transgenderism or body dysmorphia or all of the, even if you support that, you cannot support harming children that way. You just can't do it. Well, we thank you again, Ryan, for being with us today. You can find out more at ryandobson.com. Find out more about his work with Rebel Parenting as well as Home Save. And we appreciate you joining us for today's program. Listen again and enjoy all of our programs at iamawatchman.com or wherever you stream your podcast. Join us next time on A View from the Wall. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the donate button. Thanks for listening and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.